You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here on today's show. It was another frustrating game, I know, for Tennessee fans on Saturday. A fifth straight loss for Tennessee, five straight losses by double digits. That's never happened in Tennessee's football history until this season. We'll get to it. We'll get to the quarterback position. We'll get to what Tennessee does next with Vandy coming up on Saturday. And boy, does Tennessee need to win this one. Boy, does Jeremy Pruitt need to win this one. We'll get to it. We'll get to Jeremy Pruitt, what he had to say after the Vols lost to Auburn on Saturday. You will hear him throughout the show. Eric Gray was terrific. I'll talk about that on today's show, too. We'll get to the quarterback position here in the first segment because I know it continues to be the biggest topic. We'll get to Eric Gray. We'll get to the offense and defense showing some good signs, but still continuing to get in their own way throughout the game. We'll cover that on the show. And then Jeremy Pruitt, when he was asked, what do you say to the fans? You'll hear what he had to say after the game on Saturday in the final segment of today's show. Today's show is presented by BuiltBar.com. I love my Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. So Tennessee on Saturday had a really good chance, I think, to beat Auburn. It was tied at the half. Tennessee had the lead early. Tennessee in the third quarter was able to hold off Auburn after a long drive. It ended in a field goal, and Tennessee was only down by three points. And the Vols were driving. And then on second and seven, near the end zone, Jarrett Garantano dropped back to pass through to the end zone and was picked off by Smoke Monday. And the guy with one of the great names in college football took it back for a touchdown. It was another pick six, the third of the season for Garantano. He had the two in the Kentucky game, and then that pick six, which went from Tennessee being in a position where it was most likely at worst going to be tied at 13 to all of a sudden being down by 10 points. And at that point, Tennessee was in the middle of another disastrous third quarter, which has been a theme for Tennessee's football team this season, and for a number of different reasons. But in that case, the pick six, the the play was a disaster, by the way. The play... The, it had a bad route, the protection was bad, but the most costly mistake was Jarrett Garantano throwing the football to Auburn and then it's returned for a touchdown. Jarrett should have just thrown it away. There wasn't anything there, at least on that throw. Probably should have thrown the ball away, especially with pressure coming. Instead, you got that result. And it's another mistake, it's another costly mistake that leaves so many Tennessee fans saying, why does this continue to be the route that Tennessee goes? And after the game, Jeremy Pruitt was asked about Harrison Bailey, who came in later on in the game. At that point, it appeared to be decided, but Tennessee went to Harrison Bailey and gave him a couple of series. He had a touchdown drive against Auburn. Bailey was 7 of 10, passing 86 yards. I don't know that there's too much to take from the performance, but his passing ability is very obvious, isn't it? So after the game, Austin Price of Allquest asked Jeremy Pruitt, After another costume mistake by Jarrett, Harrison Bailey getting late-game opportunity, is it time to go to Bailey as the starting quarterback for Tennessee? This is what Jeremy Pruitt said. Well, I think you have to evaluate everybody in our program, you know. So, you know, our our goal is to to win every game. Uh, And every week we we play the guys that give us the best opportunity. Uh, So we'll continue to do that. We'll have to see how – each guy played in this game uh, and and figure out uh, moving forward what's the best option. 
So non-committal there in the answer. Now, this answer might frustrate you if you are on the side of wanting to see a quarterback change. And again, there are a lot of Tennessee fans that are on that side. But Mike Wilson of Knox News asked the follow-up with um, something that Jeremy Pruitt mentioned there. And he said about Jarrett Garantano in the past, talking about Jarrett giving Tennessee the best opportunity to win. Is that still the case, that Jarrett Garantano gives Tennessee the best chance to win? Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said. Absolutely. If I didn't, I wouldn't play him. I mean, guys, he, he, he didn't miss two field goals, okay? Um, you know, coverage. Um, there's lots of things. Did he make a mistake? He made a mistake, absolutely. I made mistakes in the game, okay? So um, the bottom line is, guys, is we all have to execute a little bit better uh, to be productive so we can, we can um, score more points on Saturday than the other team does. Nothing that Jeremy Pruitt said there is incorrect, by the way. They do need to play better across the board. I've said that over and over again on the show, and I think that's pretty obvious. The busted coverage that led to an easy down-the-field touchdown score by Schwartz for Auburn, big mistake. The field goals that were missed, costly. And Tennessee had issues all over the place. You don't get to a five-game losing streak, all of those losses by double digits, without having a bunch of mistakes. But the mistakes that Jarrett Garantano makes are so costly. He doesn't turn the ball over that often. His interception rate is pretty good. It's just that, man, they come at bad times. And, man, they can really cost Tennessee's football team. And after the game, Smoke Monday said that Jared Garantano was locking in on receivers, and he went and took the football away. And that just that really hurts Tennessee. I would also say that Harrison Bailey is a guy that has climbed up the depth chart. And now he's risen to number two, and he's gotten a little more playing time, playing in the Kentucky game. He played against Arkansas. Then he played against Auburn on the road. You've had extra time in practice to get him some reps. I don't see the harm in Harrison Bailey playing. What I would do is I would go to Harrison Bailey. I would have Jarrett Garantano be the number two. And if Bailey this week were to struggle against Vanderbilt, while that would be very concerning, you could still go to Jarrett Garantano if you need to. I do not see a reason to not go to Harrison Bailey now. He has had the practice opportunity. He has the talent. We see that. How about giving him an opportunity in a game that should be favorable for him. Tennessee should be able to beat Vanderbilt with Garantano or Harrison Bailey at quarterback. If you don't think you can beat Vanderbilt with Harrison Bailey playing at quarterback, you have a bigger issue than just talking about this quarterback position, in my opinion. But with Harrison now having had more chances, more reps, more playing time, and the problems continuing to pop up with Jarrett Garantano, who overall played okay, he didn't have a bad game at all against Auburn, but he had a really bad mistake that hurt Tennessee. As you continue to see that happen, why not go to Harrison Bailey? Why not give him an opportunity? And again, if he goes out there and struggles on Saturday, you can go back to Jarrett Garantano. I know there was a common thought, well, once you go away from the veteran and you go to a younger quarterback, you can't go back to the vet. Tennessee went back to Jarrett a bunch of times last year. He was benched several times. They went back to him, and he actually was more productive a lot of those times. So if Tennessee needed him in a backup spot, he would be available. So I think Jeremy Pruitt should go to Harrison Bailey. I think he should be the starter this week. And it would not only be about trying to beat Vanderbilt. It would be about trying to build something with the offense. If Bailey can play a full game on Saturday, if you can go beat Vanderbilt and do some good things offensively, that hit that gets him more time in the offense before you go up against Florida and Texas A&M. Because I guarantee 
you're going to need to score some points to even be competitive with those teams. It would be silly right now to sit here and try to talk about Tennessee beating Florida or Texas A&M, but to be more competitive. Tennessee's going to have to move the ball through the air. Tennessee's going to have to score points. And a guy that at least has the potential to help Tennessee do that would be Harrison Bailey. I would also say watching Saturday, don't you continue scratching your head asking, what has Tennessee staff done with the quarterbacks? Think about this. At the beginning of the season, Jarrett Garantano was obviously the starter. JT Shrout was the number two guy. I think Brian Maurer was number three, although his health was a question. But Shrout went from number two to number four. Brian Maurer moved up to number two. Then he dropped down to number four after the Arkansas game, as Maurer was the one quarterback on scholarship who didn't travel this past weekend after Shrout didn't travel to Arkansas with Tennessee. Harrison Bailey went from number four to number three to number two, now to being the number one quarterback potentially. We'll see as this week goes along. But the shuffling of quarterbacks behind the scenes and having seen Brian Maurer and JT Shrout on the field in a couple of games, I really scratched my head wondering, what did they see that said we should not be giving more practice reps to Harrison Bailey to get him prepared to be the backup quarterback in the offense? Is it not confusing? Does it not make you scratch your head? There's no rhyme or reason. And to me, too many questions keep coming up with what Tennessee has done with the quarterback position. Not just the starting spot, but with all four of the scholarship quarterbacks. But what I would do, I would go with Harrison Bailey, and I would see what you have there. I would give him the first team reps this week, and I would try to get him ready to be the starter against Vanderbilt. I'll also say, by the way, bold move by Evolve Football's Twitter account, which is well run and is very creative. But 30 minutes before kickoff, Tennessee put out a video, 20 seconds. It was a little hype video before the Auburn game. The video started with Harrison Bailey, and it finished with Harrison Bailey walking out on the field. To put that video out 30 minutes before Jarrett Garantano went out as the starter, that was an interesting choice there on social media. I'll come back. It's not just about the quarterback position. It's the number one topic, but there's more to it than that. Eric Gray was terrific. We'll spend a little time on him. You'll hear from him. And then the other issues, the two-minute drill, the decision-making with field goals. I have a lot of questions, as you can tell. We'll come back with it here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, today presented by Coors Light. It was another Saturday where you needed one. Uh, Shout out to Will who said, hey, I'm going to be watching the game and I'm going to be drinking a nice cold Coors Light, maybe out of necessity. But if you are on the go during the day, during a work day, or you're looking forward to football on a Monday night or this upcoming college weekend, you've got uh, the holidays coming up. How about a nice cold Coors Light to enjoy the experience? An ice cold Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado, Coors Light is literally made to chill. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, and it is perfect for a moment to unwind. So if you're looking to do that, if you want to unwind, if you want to hit the reset button, Coors Light can help you with that. It's the beer to choose when you want to unwind. So go online. You can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. And remember to celebrate responsibly. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on Tuesday's episode, the Vols are only two days away from starting the basketball season. So Blake Level of Blue Ribbon Yearbook will join me to do a, a full dive into what this season could be for Tennessee. You have the Gonzaga game coming up next week, so that's something to really get excited about. So tomorrow's show, don't miss the conversation, looking ahead to the start of basketball season. As I continue here on the show, talking about what happened on Saturday and a positive, probably the, the biggest positive coming out of the game would have to be Eric Gray, wouldn't you say? 22 carries for 173 yards. He added a touchdown in the fourth quarter on that Harrison Bailey drive, and he also had 37 receiving yards. And if you were looking for explosive plays in the offense, they came from Eric Gray. He was really good, and he is a sign that the offense played better. Not good enough, and I'm going to get to that before this segment ends, but he was better. This is what Eric Gray said, talking about his performance and the offense and how they played while still obviously not doing enough to win the game. Man, you just got to keep playing, you know. Uh, we're all a team. We all played together. I felt like we did play together tonight. We took a big step forward of um, just trying to trying to turn it on after halftime and play for that 60 minutes. I felt like we did a good job. Um, just got to finish again. We played more of a complete game tonight. We just got to finish at the last at the last little bit, and I think we can take that into next week. What is the confidence level of this team? How confident are y'all that you can turn things around a little bit at the end of the year after the five straight losses? I mean, if you look at the um, our last game against Arkansas and you look at this game, you definitely see an improvement. I think everyone sees that uh, our offense didn't come out stagnant. Everyone wasn't moving after um, halftime. We didn't come out with juice. We did, we came out and played well. We just got to take it to the next level now and, and finish, can finish 100%. That's Tennessee running back Eric Gray, who was Tennessee's best player on the field on Saturday night. And I don't say this sarcastically. It is a good thing for Tennessee that the players have not given up, that the effort appears to be there. Is that 100% on every single play? I don't know that that's the case, but I don't know how often that is the case with many teams. But the players do continue to appear to fight. And I think that they're supporting one another, whether it's Jared Garantano or Harrison Bailey out there at quarterback or if Shroud or Maurer have been playing. I know that there's this idea of, well, players support this quarterback or that quarterback they want to win and I think they support whatever quarterback is out there whichever player the coaches go with but the the player support of one another appears to be there is this a team that's led by a fiery leader like Juwan Jennings no I wouldn't say that at all and I think that's something that this team is missing genuinely but the effort and the determination to try to get better is there the issue is that Tennessee's just not getting much better. Tennessee's not good enough to see that kind of performance. I mean, with with Eric Gray's 173 rush yards, that's the most in a loss for Tennessee since 2005 when Arian Foster ran for 223 yards against Vanderbilt. You're not going to see too many performances where Tennessee puts up that kind of performance. I think David Ubbin noted that in the third quarter, Tennessee rushed for 100 yards and was outscored 10 to nothing in the quarter. Tennessee just finds ways to get in its own way. And it's not just at the quarterback position, which is a problem for sure. And I know I said this in the first segment, but it really is true that there are a number of reasons that Tennessee has had problems. Pass protection has just not been close to where it should have been this season. That was the case again on Saturday. The defensive coverage issues, Tennessee's issues in the middle of the field were there again. It's almost like on second down plays a few times. Auburn tried some things knowing that, well, if we get to third down, we can hit Seth Williams over the middle of the field. On third downs, Auburn was 9 of 15. Tennessee was actually much better there. Tennessee was 9 of 15 as well on third down conversions on offense, but Auburn really never had trouble against Tennessee's defense, and that was with Tank Bigsby 
probably its top running back, its star freshman, going out early in the game. He had three carries, 24 yards, and it didn't get in the way of Auburn. Listen to this. This is a rundown of all the different issues Tennessee had just in the Auburn game from Jeremy Pruitt. And this is largely, I think, off the top of his head, but running through the problems that Tennessee faced against Auburn on Saturday night. Listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said. This is a reminder of everything that Tennessee is still trying to overcome now seven games into the season. You know, in the second quarter, um, we had a busted coverage and they threw a touchdown. And, you know, in the in the third quarter there, we put a good drive together and, um, you know, we turned the ball over and they ran it back 100 yards for a touchdown. So that's a 10-point swing. And we missed two field goals. Um, we didn't get off the field on third down like we'd like to. A couple of them, I made bad calls, uh, you know, so – um, there's lots of things that go around. I mean, I, I thought our kids played extremely hard. Uh, they got a good football team, and they, and they beat us today. So that was an uplifting 40 seconds from Jeremy Pruitt running through the issues that Tennessee had against Auburn on Saturday, and they just continue to be there. And while we see good moments from Tennessee, all of that happened in a game where Tennessee was still down 17 points at a time and still lost by 13 points. And that leaves Tennessee with a five-game losing streak all of those games by double digits, and it's it's so frustrating, I know, to Tennessee fans. I'm going to spend a few more minutes on that, but there are just there's so many things that leave me with a headache, honestly. The two-minute drill at the end of the first half, I call it that. It wasn't one. I don't know what Tennessee was doing. Tennessee called a timeout to stop the clock, and then Tennessee ran the clock down, and then Tennessee tried to maybe take a shot or two, and then you have the final play, which maybe could have turned into a Hail Mary. Jared Garantano ends up getting a sack, but what's the plan there? What is Tennessee trying to do? Is Tennessee trying to score points? If that's the goal, that was a poor effort. I joked that it was an inefficient use of time. I think that is putting it mildly. And that was with Tennessee getting ready to kick the football off to begin the second half. Auburn was about to get the football, and you know you're going to need points, and you know that you have been a team that has struggled in the second half. And fans watching that, former players watching that, had to be so frustrated because it's not the first time we've seen it. It made me think of the Kentucky game in 2018 where Tennessee ends up with kind of a Hail Mary toss into the end zone that was successful, Garantano to Callaway. But after the game, Jeremy Pruitt said they weren't actually trying to score points, but they had a successful play and decided to take a shot. This is not the first time that we have seen this. It's happened several times at the end of the first half where you know that Tennessee is not going to be aggressive trying to move the football down the field to score points. And earlier this season, Jeremy Pruitt said, we can't coach scared, we can't play scared, And boy, did that look like Tennessee was coaching scared. And what's the message to the players in that situation? I would go into the field goal decisions, but at this point, I'll just say that Jeremy Pruitt and I often have opposite opinions on what Tennessee should do in fourth and short situations. But I'll also say, knowing that Brent Samaglia is not healthy and that that is affecting him and his ability to hit kicks... It makes me wonder even more why Jeremy Pruitt is not going for it more on fourth and short situations when you know you're probably going to need touchdowns because your defense has been vulnerable at times. And your offense, if it has an opportunity to capitalize, should. So there are so many different things I could run through. I know there are so many things that are driving you crazy as well. The biggest problem is that the end result continues to be the same. The only consistent thing right now about Tennessee football is the final score. It's very lopsided in favor of the opponent, whether it's a high-level team like Georgia or Alabama, a kind of middle-of-the-pack team like Auburn or Arkansas and Kentucky. 
they've all, in the end, felt really good walking off the field against Tennessee. So coming up next, where does Tennessee go from here? What is Jeremy Pruitt's message to the fans? You will hear that coming up in the final segment of Locked on Vols today presented by BuiltBar.com. It's the website you go to if you're looking for the tastiest protein bar I think that you're going to find. I love my Built Bars. I talk about the salted caramel a lot because that's one of the newest flavors that I've tried out. I love the caramel brownie. Peanut butter and peanut butter brownie are my favorites as well. They have so many flavors to choose from. They continue to add to the list and they're giving you a healthy option for a snack bar that is perfect for the middle of the day when you need something to add to your diet it tastes great the bars are covered in 100 chocolate they have nut and non-nut flavors available they're soft and easy to chew and as i mentioned they're a healthy option the built bar is great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while also enjoying a delicious treat their bars are low calorie low in sugar high in protein high in fiber Check them out for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com, find the flavors you think you'll enjoy, and remember to use promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word. It'll get you 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I think it's safe to say that everybody at this point is frustrated. Tennessee's coaching staff, the players, people within the football program and the athletic department are frustrated with what's going on with UT football And Tennessee fans are obviously frustrated, and that is putting it mildly, I would say, at this point. Jeremy Pruitt was asked after the game on Saturday about what his message would be to fans who are getting frustrated, tired of seeing what is going on on the field, and maybe are losing confidence in where things are headed with Tennessee football with him as the head coach. This was the answer, and then you will hear the follow-up that came right after Jeremy Pruitt's answer to him talking about what he would say to the fans. Any of my job, guys. My job's to coach, okay? Uh, if you want to ask me a football question, a football question. Coach, with so many inconsistency on offense, do you still trust Gene Chaney as your offense coordinator for the rest of the season? I don't know. Did you watch the game? Uh, we had more yards than they did. So I don't know that there was inconsistency or not there. As I said, everyone is frustrated, and you can hear the frustration in Jeremy Pruitt's voice. There's nothing that he can say that is going to make fans happier. He mentioned Tennessee closing the gap after the Alabama game. What good did that do him? He was actually asked a few weeks ago, sometime in the last few weeks, about what he would say to fans who are getting restless. And he said, hey, that's understandable. I'm getting restless, paraphrasing here, of course, and tried to offer some kind of connection between what's going on behind the scenes and what fans are feeling. There's a better answer than what Jeremy Pruitt said right there, but I would also say there's nothing that he could say that's going to help. What's going to help is that Tennessee needs to play better. Tennessee needs better results. It may help in some way to play Harrison Bailey instead of Jarrett Garantano. They're still going to need better results because I know that there are some fans who have said to me, hey, I'm cool with losing out as long as we have Harrison Bailey at quarterback. I am very confident in saying that fans are not going to be happy if Harrison Bailey starts, but Tennessee still loses to Vanderbilt on Saturday which has not won a game this season. Vanderbilt is an 11-point underdog going into the game. That's where the line opened up on Sunday. We'll see where that is. Vanderbilt has continued to fight, and Seals at quarterback looked pretty good against Florida on Saturday. Vandy was up in the first half and was challenging the Gators. Florida won comfortably in the end. But Vanderbilt is going to be motivated and will play hard. I am very confident in that in Tennessee Better be ready to play hard and better be focused. And if Tennessee is, and Tennessee, if Tennessee plays like it did against Auburn, then I think Tennessee's going to win against Vanderbilt on Saturday. But 
if Tennessee continues to make mistakes, if Tennessee can't find consistent play on offense, I know Jeremy Pruitt questioned the consistency, but nobody cares about yardage. It's about points. And putting up yards and not coming away with points is still a sign of a major problem that Tennessee needs to get fixed. So I I go into the week thinking Tennessee's going to beat Vanderbilt, and I'm guessing that's going to be my pick at the end of the week. But I think we all recognize Tennessee better improve on some things, and Tennessee better be ready to play hard because Vanderbilt will. And if Tennessee screws up, and if Vanderbilt's playing harder than Tennessee, the Vols could lose this Saturday, and that would be a disaster. Jeremy Pruitt was asked after the game on Saturday what his message was to the team after a fifth straight loss. What did he say to the players? Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said to the media. Love their effort, love their toughness, love the way they played together, played for each other. Um, but when we go back and watch the film, we all, me, me most of all, uh, you know, um, made some mistakes, and 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 we and we got to fix them, you know. Uh, I'm, and I, I know they're frustrated. Uh, these guys have competed hard and played hard, um, you know, playing in a good league with good players, and uh, you got to play clean football to to come out on top in this league. If you tried putting a bingo card together from today's episode, the words frustrated, confusing, consistency, inconsistency, those would probably be some of the main words with the conversation with Tennessee football coming out of the weekend, quarterback, obviously. We'll see what happens. That'll be probably the main talking point as the week goes along. What will Tennessee do at that position? Jeremy Pruitt will meet with the media at noon on Monday. So on Tuesday's show, we'll have an update on what Jeremy Pruitt has to say about that position and what Tennessee might do moving forward into the Vanderbilt game coming up on Saturday. The Vols have three games to go, Vanderbilt, Florida, and Texas A&M. And it is a bad spot right now for Tennessee. I mean, there's no sugarcoating what's going on right now. And I think everybody recognizes that. There are differing opinions, of course, on what Tennessee should do at either quarterback or with personnel moves on the football team. We did see some of the young wide receivers. So a question going into the game, would there be more of an opportunity for some of the freshmen? And there was at times on the offensive side of the ball. I still think Tennessee should be a better team than what we've seen. I don't think Tennessee has Georgia, Florida, or Alabama talent. I don't think anybody's really making that case. But Auburn personnel-wise, especially with Tank Bigsby off the field, I know he's a running back, but he's a really good player. Auburn is not 13 points better than Tennessee. I don't think that that's the case. I'm very confident in saying that Arkansas personnel-wise is not 11 points better than Tennessee, and I don't have to mention the Kentucky score. Tennessee should be better than it is. And it's it's just been a, a disappointing job by Tennessee's coaching staff. And I don't know all the reasons. I know we've heard so much about COVID. And on the broadcast on TV on Saturday night, they were talking about how COVID affected this football team. I'm tired of hearing it. It's definitely been a factor in some ways of Tennessee's preparation. But you don't think Mississippi State's been affected by opt-outs and COVID? They had less than 50 players, and they played Georgia within a touchdown on Saturday night. Tennessee has lost five straight games all by double digits. And at this point, there are no excuses to throw out. Tennessee hasn't been good enough. Tennessee has to be better, and Tennessee needs to be better this week going up against the Vanderbilt Commodores. So we will move the conversation forward on tomorrow's show to what happens next with Tennessee football. I'm going to get basketball into the show, certainly over the next couple of days on Tuesday and Wednesday, heading into the opener Wednesday night against Charlotte. The Tennessee basketball team will play Friday against VCU as well. So we'll have a lot of hoops talk to go with football this week. It will probably be a four-episode week with Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. I'll have at least four episodes for you this week. We'll keep things moving, but I'll update you on plans for the show as the week goes along. I appreciate you being here today. As I mentioned, I know fans are tired of seeing what is going on and tired of 
having some kind of hope within a game and then just expecting a rug pull and then it happens each and every Saturday, it seems like, for Tennessee. We'll continue talking about what's going on, though. I appreciate you being here. Keep spreading the word to other Tennessee fans. Welcome new listeners checking out Locked On Vols. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, presented by BuiltBar.com. Check out the website. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great start to the week. And I will see you right here tomorrow on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh,